It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Okay, Michelle, there is a truckload to get through here. ARL Commission boss Peter Valandis has revealed the NRL's $420 million war chest to drive expansion as he plots the next offshore project to match the code's Vegas Venture, a second team in New Zealand, as we share with the team at SENZ. As Valandis touched down in Vegas ahead of Sunday's historic NRL doubleheader at Allegiant Stadium, the ARLC chair de- detailed the financial goldmine to fund a 20-team NRL competition. Valandi says the NRL could play premiership games in America for the next 20 years. Revealed Wayne Bennett will be consulted on expansion and confirmed a second New Zealand team to rival the Warriors is on the agenda. In another landmark moment, rather, for the sport, Valandi says a definitive call on fresh expansion will likely be made in the next six months, giving the NRL an 18-team league for the first time in 26 years. Um... Tell you what, Michelle, I would just love to be in that room. So who's – I know everyone's saying Peter Valandis, and of course he has a major say in it, but there must be a dozen people who get into this room, you know, flesh out ideas, have monetary amounts attached to it to land on do we go to Vegas, do we expand – it's heavy stuff, isn't it? Do you really think there's a room? Is there a room? Do you room? really think it's that serious? Well, you think it's the Chinese? Look, I have to say to you, I'm a little bit sort of sceptical. I mean, the two team, the second team in, in New Zealand's been floated for the last six or seven months anyway. Uh, when you throw Wayne Bennett's name into something, it gives a bit of credibility. Yep. Um, I'm confused. In the last 24 hours, and look, I'm not, I, it's, I don't have any interest in, I love what the NRL is trying to do. I'm so passionate about it, but I'm a purist. I'm genuine and I want to see this game fly yes. and expand. But in the last 24 hours, Joel, we've got NRL America. We've had the next Patrick Mahomes playing in the NRL. <laughs> Uh, we're going to buy over the weekend the UK, the English Super League. Uh, we're going to steal some of uh, the American viewers in subscriptions and, and also in, um, in wagering, so take some of their dollars in, in the betting market. The common theme for me across all of this is there's no funding in grassroots here. And mm. so it's it's a kind of a, a cart before the horse. And I don't want to be speaking about things that I'm, I'm unsure of because I genuinely don't know what sort of money we're going to make out of this venture? Because an awful lot of money is being spent. Let's not forget that. Yep. And I understand that it's they're, they're trying to grow the game and this is all about, you know, if we get, get into America or whatever. But what I'm concerned about is the money that should be being put into grassroots here so that we can expand a competition and have a strong and viable and successful 20-team competition. You've got to put the money into grassroots to be able to be making sure the next NRL or the NRLW stars are coming through the system. That concerns me. So, look, I might be totally wrong and we might be in May going, wow, we made X amount of money when we went overseas and they loved it and this is fantastic. But I'm just a little bit, mm, yeah, where are we going with this? Because you know, I've got kids yep. and I know what it takes to put those kids through the system. And I know I'm forever as a mum in a representative system, yep. still forking out my own money, making sure my kids you know, have what they want, have what they need. So, for me, I just feel like we should be focusing so- a little bit more on... Yeah, I hear what you're saying, and a lot of people will say similar. Um, grassroots, and a lot of people say grassroots. What are we actually fighting for? What What is the game not doing at grassroots level that you think they need to do? All right, well, I'm going to give you an example. I'm not going to name the club, but I know this has happened in, in recent times with a representative player. Had to lose a bit of weight. A young, young guy had to mm. lose a bit of weight. 
um, after being injured. Not a first grade player. Not like a first grade player. I'm talking young, maybe, uh, you know, sort of flag, flag sort of yep. time. Yep. Now, in this day and age, a flag player should be able to go to someone at the club, a, a dietitian, and get some help. Mm. No. That parent had to go somewhere and pay for a dietitian to say, hey, this kid needs to lose some weight. Fringy. I reckon a lot, I reckon, I'm just being devil's advocate. Mm. I reckon a lot of people will push back on those comments and right. say, well, what about the parents? What's their role in all this? Well, if they if they're kids that are still like you know sort of you know you're eleven you're eleven and twelve, um, so what about that kid doesn't get that attention and he was going to be our next superstar yep. or at least a, a consistent NRL player, but we'll go and invest in some kid from America who looks like he's great out of college and we'll pull him and pay him big bucks. Mm. Oh, I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. I'm just I don't know where I stand on it, but it's, it's and I also feel that there's there's so much. I mean, bush footy, it's yep. dead. It's dead. My my husband's family, I, Justin, they're from West Wylong. This footy just isn't the same out there I, anymore. I think I've, I was out in Wagga uh, on the weekend and there was a, a person who was very high up in the AFL because I've always – that's been the, the common theme for a long time. Bush footy's dead, bush footy's dead, bush mm. footy's dead. Is bush sport under the pump? Is is it specific to rugby league? So I said to but him – my I, interest isn't in, in no, other no, sports. No, I, I understand. I understand, I understand but yeah. I, I personally think – Personally, the problem is bigger in the bush instance than rugby league. It's something as a society that is. is happening that I think sport full stop in the bush mm. has come off in a major way. I have to agree with you because there's social media. Yes. There's so many other things that have happened. Um, you, you find a lot of kids go, well, hang on a minute. I've got to have that plan B. So if I, if I break my leg and I've got this apprenticeship, I can't keep playing. I don't know what the reason is. I, I, I don't know what the reason is, but... The, is is it a different demographic to what was back in the day? Is it? I I don't know. But I speaking to context out at Wagga, and Wagga is one of those sort of hubs where, mm. you know, famous for cricketers coming through, rugby league players coming through, AFL players coming through, and so forth. And they they reckon rugby league and AFL are heavily under the pump, and that that's a big concern, I reckon. Sport in general, 100%. Yep. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I've had, had lots of conversations with, well, what's actually doing out here? What's happened? Why aren't there enough teams? Well, look where I am, the Bungendore Tigers. Yep. So that's um, it's bordering New South Wales, Canberra. Um, my my young guy, my one of my little ones, a 14-year-old, uh, Blake, was enrolled to play. They had two games um, and they, they couldn't field enough players. So they had, yeah, to, that's sad. had to scrap it. That, that is sad. Uh, particularly for the kids who have turned up the training and wanting to play and, and – they're not being able to play a game. That that is that is sad. Uh, all roads lead to Las Vegas for Cody Walker after joining the Rabbitohs' main training group on Wednesday morning. So there's some was some doubt around him. The South Stars spent the past week working alone with the high performance staff. So here's what David Riccio on breakfast had to say. Now he's been tracking the team in San Diego. Here's David Riccio on breakfast for Cody Walker. Today was easily his biggest and best session. He only had two more sessions to get through. One being one more run in Las Vegas and then a captain's run. And Cody Walker will be suiting up at Allegiant Stadium. From everything I saw today, he'll be there. Michelle, well, that's good. That's good news for South. You know what my concern about the... My number one concern about the dimensions of this field size is the formation that the Bunnies present. So they present this hot lineup on the left-hand side. This formation where you've got Ilias going through. Out the back, they're going to hit Cody Walker. Cody Walker's got Latrell out there. And it all points to AJ in the corner. AJ's been the top try scorer four times in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. And I reckon the amount of tries set up off this platform formation would, would blow you away if you actually sat down and watched all of AJ's tries. The field being five metres narrower, I think that will hurt the bunnies' left edge in a major way. 
You're probably right. I think I think that's going to test well, out, um, and, and that's what the Blues did. So, what they did well with with Cody Walker is you've got to give Cody the team. So, in, in days gone by, Cody Walker's had to fit into a system. The last big win for New South Wales, they said, okay, let's not let him fit into us. Let's fit into what he does. He's the number one trisis merchant we've seen in maybe ever. Mm. Maybe ever. Honestly, if, if if we don't have the stats, I don't think. But if there was a – Cliffy Lyons would clearly be up there. But if there was a triasis column for the life of your career, he would be right up there, Cody Walker. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. The Sydney Roosters have announced the contract extension. This is a good story because there for a while, everyone was thinking that maybe retirement was imminent. Vice-Captain Luke Keary has been extended for an additional year until at least the end of the 2025 season. Here's Keary. I always said, too, I wanted to first, like, you know, see if I wanted to do it. Uh, my family, you know, I've got three kids, my wife. Uh, but then also check in with the club about, you know, their plans and, um, you know, the future that they wanted to go. I wanted it all to kind of fit in together and not just um, do it for the sake of it or leave before I was ready or things like that. So it was good. I took my time with it all. Um, the club were really good through it. Um, and it kind of all just panned out, so I'm happy. Tell you uh, what, I was one of those. Yeah. Very surprised. Yep. Um, you know, I thought uh, he's obviously got a very, very tight family and I thought they'd be quite influential because there were some times there where just as a spectator, let alone knowing Kiri, that you were concerned. Yep. Uh, for his welfare, and I guess it's all that uh, you know hysteria around concussion, not not knowing, not every bump is a concussion, but yeah, absolutely guilty there. I thought it'd be all over Red Rover. And, and, and it was look, a shame. you have to credit, excuse me, you yeah. have to credit the Roosters for the way they have handled all of the concussion yep. situations, all of the head. In- it's it's been remarkable. Trent, yep. I will give Trent Robinson and the club, the medical staff there, a big shout out because it's been a tough period for them. The unknown. Yep. 100%. I, I totally concur with that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Plenty of listeners want to have their say on call and text. Let's go to uh, up in Arundel, up in the Gold Coast, where Chris is. Hey, Chris. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good, Chris. Good what do you know? Mate, I, I was just listening to uh, to Michelle talk about the, the grassroots stuff, and it, and it made me think of something. I mean, Michelle was talking about grassroots being you know, this Jersey flag example, and in my mind, when I think of grassroots, I'm thinking of trying to get kids into the game at seven, eight, nine years old or whatever. Maybe we actually need to have a discussion about what grassroots well, level I, of rugby league are. Junior football, I should have said, rather than grassroots. And I'm, I am talking from those, those uh, you know, well, the junior reps mm. all the way down to, to the under sixes. I applaud the NRL. I think it's fantastic. A lot of people are against this tag. So non-tackle when you're, you know, in the under sixes. They need to have respond to what the mums are saying on the sideline. I'm not having my kid exposed to playing rugby league. It's too dangerous, this concussion stuff, or as I say, all the hysteria. It starts then, and it's awesome that they've been able to introduce something like TAG because once they're hooked, once they've been going to the same team, the same environment, understanding, you know, they're not going to pull out at 10 and 11. You sort of got them. You've got them, and when it does change to tackle – well, they're there, aren't they? They're not, you know? Yeah, numbers-wise, Chris, the, the no. NRLW has been a huge gift because the amount of young girls oh, yeah. who, who weren't formerly a number as far as junior participation goes, we're now getting a stack of those. Mm. Um, so that, that's been a big part of it. Chris, thanks for the call, mate. We appreciate that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Um, good afternoon, Run Home team from beautiful Cabarita Beach. Michelle, you speak the honest truth while Bears Head is on another junket. <laughs> Sugar, you need to get on board a country Bears franchise that can take games across New South Wales, Brisbane. Don't hate the idea. I, I don't think I don't think you could play solely out of, say, a Wagga 
or an orange or a dubbo. But you could have a countryside for sure, mm. or, or the Queensland countryside for that matter, or have both. Yep. That you could do the rounds. Um, maybe you operate out of, say, a Wagga. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I do think there's a lot of merit. Or, or you've got a game in the country every week, every yep. single week. I'm, I'm all for that. I think that's huge. Every single week there's a game in the country. They do you know, the mudgee and they do the bits and pieces throughout the year, but I'm, I'd, I'd love to say that. I think it'd be fantastic. And fair, fair to those people out in the bush. And just on the grassroots footy too, there's a, the, the, it's a little bit complicated for a couple of reasons. Now, David Trodden for New South Wales Rugby League, Ben Iken up there in Queensland, they are pushing the NRL for more money, more, more piece of the pie, due to what the state of origin brings in mm. financially. So in many cases, the Junior Rugby League is governed by the New South Wales Rugby League or the Queensland Rugby League. So so that's where it can be a little bit tricky. Mark's from Sydney. Uh, g'day, Mark. Hey, g'day. How you going? Good, Marky. What hey, do you man. got, mate? Uh, just uh, something that Michelle mentioned where they're struggling to um, field teams in those um, like uh, junior leagues. What's... Because um, I, I think it's very common everywhere, but... Maybe it's something in, in those um, age groups where they start to play, like they do sevens or nines, if you know what I mean, and you've got a few forwards, a couple of backs, and they yep. just start to learn, you know. You might have one kid, he learns to sort of play a, a second row or centre position or something like that, so at least they're keeping them on the field, you know. Yep. Hey, Mark, I love that. Absolutely love oh, that. And I'll too. tell you the reason why is because, and in a world full of collision, um, the field is less densely populated. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, if you watch the sevens or the nines, the hits are nowhere near as big. So, I actually think Mark's got a good point. It ticks off a few boxes. Uh, more teams will be filled, uh, less bigger contact in the, in the lower grades. And then as you get older, that's when you get introduced to the 13-a-side game. I totally agree with that. I, I, I don't believe that we need to stick with 13-a-side from the under-12s, 13s, and so forth. I think there's a lot of merit in that. Rob from Redhead Beach. G'day, Rob. Hey, John. How are you, buddy? Good, Rob. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how That's you doing? Quick one. If, they want, if they want to do more for the grassroots, they should, kids under 16 should get every game for free. Even adults. They used to give out the school passes, Michelle, didn't they? Those hard passes. Oh, they did. When I was a kid a long time ago, yeah, everyone used to get a footy pass if you played to the school or for a club. But, you know, like, that's all stopped. Like, I don't know. I think if you're a kid and you want to go, you should be in for free. That way it might get a few of the parents and take the kids. Yeah, because that's another thing. It is. It's 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 tough to go to the footy, and when by the time you've all had a drink and a meat pie or something, yeah, um, yeah it's it's tough on a lot of families. They and can't the access, it. the access that Fox and Nine, and we get from that, it's you, know, you get the beers in the fridge yeah. or your Pepsi in the fridge, and your pizzas getting ordered home. And but because I've grown up in rugby league, and I've only really known that, um, I remember seeing one day um, two young girls at a racetrack watching Kathy O'Hara on a horse, and I've since been up like known those little girls and followed them. So into racing from one day going to Ryong Racetrack, being yep. exposed to pink silks. Yep. Um, totally obsessed with um, with with female jockeys now and wanting to be and and that's all that you, the kids need the experience. They need to be in and around it to to be to want to be part of it. Yep. Uh, the cost argument's an interesting one because um, insurances is where it all, we all fall down, Joel. It's, well, it's well, a, Gus did something at Bulldogs, did he? For, for the Regos, kids yep, Regos. Yep, Wyong Leagues on the Central Coast have done that as well. Um, yep. there's a, I think it's $100 or something, like it's something cheap. That they're, they're all making an effort. People out there are realising that it's going to take something to get these kids uh, involved in the game. Logan says, um, he says, there's an issue with grassroots funding across all sports. Soccer football is the worst yet. 
has the numbers that every other team dreams of. That's, see, that's a fair point against the price argument. Apparently, uh, registrations and representative uh, costs for soccer is through the roof, apparently. Mm. I don't know the numbers myself. I think it myself. always has been, to be honest but, with you. But their numbers are flying. So that would sort of counter the fact that money is a is a big issue there. Uh, I'm really fascinated to know why sport as a whole has dropped off in the country. Roland from Penrith. G'day, Roland. Hey, Sugar, how are you? Good, Roland. Hey. I'm Mizzell Bishop, how are you? I'm well, thank you. That's good. So a couple of years ago, I presented a bit of a discussion on country rugby league and my theories on how I felt it would work. And I figured it seems you've brought the subject up again. If you don't mind, I'll just go through it again if you've got, got a few minutes. Well, we've um, we got, we got a minute. Basically, yeah, well, I'll do it as quick as I can. Basically, what I said was that every um, NRL club should be allocated a group area. Um, that, that's up to them to develop and do with. But then all the juniors and the footballers that come out of there that could go into trade go into a draft system and what they get, what comes out of the draft financially goes back to that NRL club to continue to help them grow that group area. So it, it becomes a, a business within itself. And, you, and, and then every uh, year, say the Bulldogs who I follow, have to go and play a game. They get a group that happens to be the Wagga area. Yep. That's their group. They have to take the Cowboys game for argument's sake. There, where in Sydney they might get eight thousand, ten thousand people to the game. If they take them to their group head head, head office, or wherever that ground is, in their group head office, um, Tamworth or wherever, then the, the, the locals are going to come because you know they, they only get to see one or two games a year. Okay, yeah, good point, Roland. Uh, thank you for that. And, and and you do make a good point. And, and it's a bit of field of dreams. So build it, and they will come. I'll give you an example. So in Dubbo has always been like a, a fledgling sort of um, not a huge touch football community. Mm. The New South Wales touch had moved one of the state cups in recent years to Dubbo. So every year, all these people are descending upon Dubbo yep. for the touch football. And now Dubbo is becoming this thriving club. So being there makes people want to be a part of it. So yep. I, I do agree with what Roland's saying. If you, you're there every, put it this way. Well, Penrith have done a great job with Bathurst for, for many years okay. now. Yep. And I've got no doubt that if you surveyed the population of Penrith or, you know, of Bathurst rather, how many support rugby league and of those rugby league followers, how many support Penrith Panthers? Yeah. It, it would be through the roof it's and huge. growing every well, year. Well, I was actually working out at Penrith at the time when Gus decided that that's, that's you know, yep. he was going to make the most of that area. And the even the attention and the letters and the requests from the Bathurst area, it, it increased tenfold. Uh, just through one or two visits, but yep. I mean, it's been like a, over over a ten year period now, and you're 100 percent right. And and the other thing is that Roland makes a point with with his draft situation, which drafts a bit of a tricky one. But but at least under what he's proposing, clubs are being rewarded for development. There's no real reward for developing kids at the moment, is it? No, there's not. But that absolutely should be. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, you can see all different clubs having pot shots about. I mean, that someone wrote a story the other day about finally the Roosters having a couple of homegrown players uh, being able to string a few together because there's been, you know, that argument for such a long time. But, you know, p clubs like Penrith uh, should be rewarded. Um, and, and I, you know, think it should come down to some sort of salary cap thing. I've just, um, we talked before about the Wyong Leagues groups. The Wyong Leagues group, uh, working con in conjunction with the Rugby League Central Coast, announced that it'll offer a $100 uh, fee subsidy program for junior rugby league players throughout this year. So th these are the sort of things that we need to, yep. you know. But I mean, you compare a Wyong Leagues with a Terrigal or something on the Central Coast, and, you know, they're just not, Terrigal's not as strong as Wyong financially. So yes. it's a tough one. A very tough one. Uh, I like a lot of those ideas, uh, rewarding. 
areas for development. Uh, I do like the idea of having fewer players. And as parents, if HIA is a concern, we want to try and limit those situations. So bring the numbers down. Bring the numbers down is what I think uh, we could do. And then, and then ultimately, Michelle, say you had, say you really celebrated the nines game. And then when you got to the, the older age, you started to think 13s. What's to say you can't have a nines competition running Continu- in conjunction with yeah. with this? Instead yeah. of having celebrating the, the New South Wales Rugby League as we do, yeah. put a bigger profile on the nines or, yeah. or, or take it to different areas, different teams. Have a North Sydney Bears who play in the, the nines competition but may not play in the in the NRL. Anyway, there's plenty of ideas and a lot of people smarter than us. Have your say. one one 1170 or text 0457 736 736.